Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. No pressure yet. They're, they're, they're not scared. And so hats on the O-line, make sure we get our jobs done, uh, protect it. And, you know, I've, I've told those guys as I got here, protection's going to beat coverage, but that's a big ask. So make sure that we're, uh, you know, we, we, we put the hat on of making sure we get those guys blocked. Um, but you can't hide from it. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski here with you. And that was Jeff Saturday on the Steelers' front four. When he said they're all dudes, it reminded me of last year when Paul was saying, he's a guy. Remember? A guy. That was like his handicap. <laughs> he's a guy. Was a starting pitcher. <laughs> Yeah, he's a guy. Jacob Stallings. Jacob Stallings. You remember it? You were like, he's a guy? Yeah, Yeah, he's a guy. And you know what? He hit one to the warning track that day. Just didn't go out. I remember it very (laughs) clearly. Man. All right. So we're... He's a guy. There's there's some guys playing tonight. Monday night football. Steelers at Colts. Steelers two and a half point underdogs. And in the break, Joe O brought up a good point. A lot of these favorites... Just keep winning, and nobody's losing in Survivor, which had me thinking, hey, maybe it's time to bring back the old uh, heavy favorites parlays that I love to do last season. Um, But what do you like in this one, Joe? Side, total, props, uh, where are you looking? Yeah, um, just just to piggyback before before we go into the Monday night game, it's – I wonder, is this what happened? I'd have to look at it. I wonder if it happens most years where we're spending the first couple of months trying to figure out what exactly these teams are. We think we know, but we really have no idea. And and then once you get two-thirds of the way through the season, what are we seeing now? We're seeing a lot of teams that are losing intentionally. And now in Survivor, what I've noticed over the last five weeks, now you're just picking on those teams that are trying to lose. Oh, like, I don't know, Houston, like Chicago. Like, you just keep picking on those teams and you'll find a Miami matching up with Houston, or you'll find a New York Jets team matching up with Chicago, teams that you probably haven't used in the past. So I wonder, you know, a lot of times the conversation of saving teams comes up. But I'll just tell you, in my pool, and I know the same thing happened in Circa, I don't think anybody lost this weekend, um, is not nothing's been happening for the last five weeks. The last five weeks, three of them, zero eliminations. One of the weeks, it was one elimination. So really, there's been one week of the last five where anybody's of significance has been knocked out. So we're not getting any upsets. Um, Yeah. I wonder if we're going to miss it by a week because you would think it's going to happen one of these crazy weeks. And we'll talk about it later, some of these early lines for next week. Deshaun Watson's favored by a touchdown on the road in his first game in almost two years. So I wonder if that could possibly be a spot, but I don't know. 
there's the Houston Texans. Just, just interesting that if you believe in just get through, let's just get through these first couple months as we're figuring out these teams. Like if you're alive right now, it, it's a battle because nobody's getting kicked out. Uh, but as far as tonight goes, we're still at two and a half, right? This this line is not yeah. been budging. It's favored by two and a half. Total, total 39. Fun. Yeah. 39. It feels like okay. a lower scoring game to me, right? I mean, Matt Ryan's basically just somewhat of a game manager. Uh, two struggling teams. I think I'm going to be looking more to props in this one. Um. Yeah. Would it surprise you if we get more scoring than expected? And I say that because last week the Steelers went against the Bengals, ended up being a shootout, divisional matchup. But uh, that that's a good um, Cincinnati defense. I think overall, I'd say they're top ten uh, this year, pretty good. But they were missing a couple players. But but the Steelers put still put up thirty. Uh, New Orleans, that's a good defense. They did a good job uh, last yesterday. Only gave up 13 on the road to San Francisco. They scored 20 on them. Uh, Pickett, while people, I hear a lot of people criticize him, let's not forget what the conversation was when they made the cha- change from Trubisky to Pickett. It was, oh, man, this is going to be really tough. Look at these defenses he's, he's, he's facing. So I think that if, if you're criticizing Pickett because of his stats, well, he's a rookie for one. but Look at the lineup of defense that he's faced. Jets, Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles, Saints, Bengals. He hasn't had one easy week yet. Um, Colts are a solid defense, but they're not as good as some of the defenses that he's already faced. I'm kind of looking at next week and thinking that might be a good picket spot at Atlanta next week because by far the easiest defense that he, he'll play all season long. But... Mm-hmm. Um, we do have a contest play on this, so it's one of our top five, and it's a mm. game that we landed on very quickly. So we feel strong about one side in this one, and it's the road underdog. We like Pittsburgh getting two and a half. Jeff Saturday should not be favored over Mike Tomlin in a primetime spot. Um, now, <laughs> these other teams are also getting tape on OC Parks Frazier. So how long is this going to last? Now, now, maybe we're getting a bump. We've heard some Colts players talking about it, saying that you know he's brought so much life to the organization, and they're they're crediting Saturday a whole lot. Well, let's also not forget that the quarterback change has a lot to do with that as well. So they beat Vegas, which was shocking at the time, but also looking back on it, the Raiders should not have been favored by as much as they were. It was just a fade off the TV guy going to be the head coach. And then they hung with the Eagles. It was a one-point loss last week. So I guess that's why the Colts are getting a lot of respect. But for me, with the, with the tough defenses that Pickett's faced, with everybody back for that Pittsburgh defense, I'm willing to give them a bit of a pass last week because it was Joe Burrow's offense. With Minka Fitzpatrick back, we saw Watts impact right away. I think the Steelers have the better defense. Um, quarterback, the way Ryan's played, it might be pretty close. Steelers have the better coach, and I'm getting points with the experienced head coach in a primetime spot on the road. So I like this. I like the Steelers, and I really don't understand why Indianapolis is laying points. Wow. I mean, does Kenny Pickett and that offensive line doesn't concern you at all? No, it does. Absolutely does. Um, 
I will say that Najee Harris has also played well the last couple of weeks here too. Thank goodness. He he was doing nothing early on. (laughs) Yeah, well, like you mentioned, Ed, he doesn't have an offensive line, and they're a predictable offense, so he hasn't been able to do anything. Last two weeks, he's had 20 carries in each game, and he had 90 rushing yards against the Bengals, along with 26 through the air, and he had 99 rushing yards against the Saints, a team that is known for stopping the run. Uh, as he gets pretty good defenses, uh, two touchdowns last week against the Bengals. So I assume they're going to stick with the run. We expect it to be a close game. I wouldn't hate people that are making cases for Najee Harris props. Yeah. Um, I guess the thing that would concern me um, when it comes to the side to you know be on the Steelers is just Matt Ryan. I mean, he hasn't been terrible in these last couple games. A total of 435 yards, no interceptions in the last two games. And Jonathan Taylor's kind of you know returned to form. He's been a boost. Um, you know, so I don't know if I can do it. It's going to be a stay away on the side for me. Stay away on the side. Are you doing anything with this uh, low total of 39? I am not, but I'm with you. I would not be shocked if this one goes over. It's like these Monday night football mm-hmm. games have been so low scoring, just weird, you know, weirder, weird, yeah. lower scoring games. I don't know what to make of that. I'm just going to probably look at the props market. You know, I was looking around the total sacks. I think I saw at six and a half. I know Paul likes that uh, bet. Steelers. Steelers mm-hmm. side. Yeah. That's got to be for the game, right? Six yeah, for the game. Well, the game. Oh, yes, sorry. For the game. I don't hate that. Six, What usually what? Five and a half is where it settles. Um, six and a half, a little steep, but I see the case for that. Um, a couple interesting notes. So the Steelers are actually like top 10 against the run. Jonathan Taylor at 86 and a half. You could look at going under that. Or you want to build in a little insurance believe his rushing plus receiving yards is 103 and a half so Mm -hmm. i think you could i'll I'll be looking at some unders there and then another one you could look at on the cold side is paris campbell uh in matt ryan's last four starts campbell has a 24 percent target share 40 percent end zone target share and 1.73 yards per route run for red zone targets so that could be an option there and the steelers by the way they allow the second most yards and they're tied for allowing the most touchdowns to wide receivers. So there could now granted they haven't had Watt for a good amount of the season. Fitzpatrick's been in and out of the lineup, but for the season, not a great passing defense. So there could be some opportunities for some Colts receivers there. Although it'll be interesting. Cause like Jeff Saturday came in saying he wants to run the ball, wants to run the ball, wants to run the ball. Um, so we'll see how much they is turned into kind of a ground game slog. Yeah. Another prop I thought was interesting is Matt Ryan under 36 and a half um, yards longest completion. He's only, I mean, he's obviously getting older, but he's only gone over that like twice this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you're only concerned about a catch and run there, right? Like he's not airing it out like that anymore for the most part. Exactly. Like he's, he's not looking to do that like he used to. So I think that could be a good look. What about our guy Fryermuth? I just love his last name. That's... So maybe <laughs> love that dude. Aaron, that, that, that's who I was, I was actually taking a look at that. I wanted to bring up next. Um, so I know people want George Pickens to be the guy and maybe he will be long-term with Pickett. 
But as far as volume, it's all Friar Muth. Now, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week two against New England. But when we look at the targets, he had 12 targets last week against the Bengals. Yeah. Caught eight of them for 79 yards. Seven, seven, nine. Against a good Bengals it, defense. It seems like that's – Friar Muth is his go-to guy. Is there value on him for an anytime touchdown since we haven't seen one in a while? It wouldn't surprise me if we if we saw one there. Colts not great against tight ends. Plus one seventy five. Plus one seventy five. That's okay. Uh, what that's about reception? His receiving prop was um, last night forty three and a half. Now it's at forty four and a half. Maybe you can shop around. That's at BetMGM. I saw the forty four and a half just now. Um, I like that. He, you know, like you said, seventy eight last week. I think even forty four and a half. I would look over. I like that. Um, with the number of targets he's getting, uh, checking on receptions, it's – what is it? I don't see it. I don't see, see it. it. It's listed It's listed for these other guys, Deontay Johnson, Pickens, Najee. I uh, don't see a reception yet. Three and a half or four and a half? That's the question. Probably four and a half. Yeah. They'll go four and a half on that. Yeah, I like that. I like those Friermuth props on the Steelers' side. I'm finding uh, Paul threw a couple out there, but I don't love any Colts ones. Do you guys? Just that one. I'm, I like the receivers is where I would look just because of the yeah. Steelers have been susceptible to that a little bit, um, and they've been better against the run, so if they force them to some passing situations. Um, but like I said, so Paris Campbell I think will be a look at 45 and a half, but I'm not going to go crazy there with these guys. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to – so Campbell, what, he had 76 and a touchdown on seven grabs a couple weeks ago. Like, do, you, do you think he's in a good spot maybe with the change at OC, change at QB? Is that is that the angle? That, yeah, I think it's the Matt Ryan connection Like, because it, it was better earlier in the year, and then when Ryan came back, kind of picked up where they left off. And, I mean, he's been getting a bunch yeah. of targets the last couple of weeks with Matt Ryan in there. Um, so that's basically the the thought there. Speaking of Matt Ryan, would you look under two thirty five and a half for his passing yards? Ooh. Interception for sure. What's the, what's the interception number? Ooh. It's got to be high. Yeah, it's got to be crazy high. Hold on, let me check. Uh, minus one thirty five. I love that. I see a minus one twenty two out there for over half a re- interception. Paul, can we okay. bet on a Minka pick? Uh, I feel like it's very tough to find defensive player-specific interceptions, but can look around. I've seen it. I bet you it's going to be listed at, like, at least a site or two because for, for an island game and for yeah. a defense like that, um, do they have Watt sacks? Mm-hmm. Over, oh, geez, it's really juice. Minus 175 for over a half. If I could find over one and a half at plus money, I'd bet that. Yeah. By the way, just in general, yeah. the numbers we're getting for sacks earlier in the season are long gone. Like, you were getting minimal value on any of these sack props. Used to be get, able to get like three to ones, four to ones, plus 350s. I don't know if you see much above plus 250 anymore. Jeez. Yeah. 
All right, coming up next, Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus. He's back with us, and I can't wait. He, he loves the uh, Eagles' first half system play. <laughs> it did hit. I was worried there for a second, but it did. Um, we'll ask him about it next.